0: Hey friends, it's Mark James. What is up? It's Wednesday. It's 3.27pm. I'm recording in the afternoon. Imagine that. I'm doing exactly what I said I was going to do, getting this shit back on track, back in the afternoons for publishing. I'm sitting in Joshua's chair in his room, which as you well know is my favourite place to record, and I've just had quite an experience... (laughs) Let's talk about what's happened between last night and tonight Welcome this morning, feeling pretty good Pretty, pretty good I wish there was a way to guarantee that all your wee was out before you went to bed Because I wake up, now to be fair, maybe it's age And I have heard this happens as you get a bit older It's not like I'm not getting up at four in the morning needing a wee But I am waking up at half six needing a wee And thinking... I like I can hear Sarah moving about, so I know she's awake. And I'm thinking, oh, it's half six. I'm gonna be getting up properly in an hour. I might as well just stick it out and go back to sleep. But you don't really get that comfortable, beautiful sleep when there's a wee in you that needs to come out. So I'm going back to sleep and I'm waking up a quarter past, and then quarter past seven, and I'm desperate for a wee. But I'm thinking, alarm's going to go off in 15 minutes. What's the point in that? But then when it does go off at half past, I immediately snooze it anyway. And then at 22, I text Joshua telling him to get out of the bath. And then I usually go back to sleep until 10 to. (laughs) And then I get up because I'm a good good night before preparer. I know where everything is. All my stuff's in the right place. My T-shirt, jeans, socks, pants, everything is out ready over the banister. So I get out of bed very quickly make Joshua's bed and make our bed. I'm good at making beds too. The technique to making beds is to be able to throw the whole um, duvet up into the air in a way that makes it land almost perfectly. Then you just run around the outside, straightening it out and getting it nice and level. Then you put the pillows on. Jobs are good. One. I, some people make the bed, but they do it without throwing the whole blanket up into the air first. I do it like... Um, you know, you know the trick where you've got a tablecloth under some plates, and you whip the cloth out from under the plates by holding the end. That's my approach to making a bed. That's how I. That's how I roll. I could whip. I reckon I could whip the bedsheet out from under a person <laughs> without them ever knowing. <laughs> Without them ever realizing. My friend Matt Ricardo does that in his show. Not the bed thing, he does it with the table. And then he puts, he whips the cloth out from underneath all of the plates and all the different stuff. And then he puts it back on, back on underneath everything and it goes perfectly on straight. It's amazing. If you've never seen that, check out Matt Ricardo. Uh, Matt is M A T, just one T. And then Ricardo, like Richard, but without the H and with an O. Ricardo. Anyway. He's very good. He's a brilliant act. One of my favourites. He's a gentleman juggler. He's very funny as well and witty and has good stories and stuff. So do check him out. But anyway, so I, that's my approach to making a bed. The kind of grasp it by one end and throw it up the bed so that it's suspended in the air for a second and then falls perfectly across the bed. So that, isn't that a, that's how tangents happen on this podcast. Once a thought occurs to me, I'm off. So I made both beds. By now, it's like eight minutes to, I go downstairs, I'm in the shower, I brush my teeth in the shower, because I get so much toothpaste all over everything. The shower for me is like a containment cubicle. I can't brush my teeth in the bathroom, because firstly, I'm not a, I'm on much of a spitter. <laughs> and I'm taking requests for dates whenever you're ready, gentlemen. But uh, I'm not much of a spitter, and so... I brush for at least two minutes I reckon before I first spit. I don't spit I just let it foam out all over the bottom of my mouth and chest and everything. Honestly I just get toothpaste everywhere. I must look halfway through brushing my teeth like a dog with rabies you know just foaming at the mouth and then I'll spit and then I'll put the toothbrush. My toothbrush lives on top of We've got this cabinet which is outside of the shower, but it's the same height as the top of the shower, but only I can see on top of it. Joshua obviously can't and Sarah can't. They're not tall enough to see properly on top of it. So I keep my shaver and my uh, toothbrush up on top of there. And whenever I'm listening to podcasts while I'm in the shower, I often put my phone up on there as well. So anyway, I um, brush my teeth in the shower at the same time as, you know, getting my body generally wet. Then I'll get the shampoo on and men will wash their entire bodies with conditioner if we have to. All men will know this. You just wash yourself with whatever's in the bathroom. I mean, Sarah goes mad, what have you been using my shampoo for? And I'll go, what do you mean your shampoo? I thought what was mine was yours and what's yours was mine. She'll go, yeah, but you wash your ass and your chest with it, and it's proper shampoo that does stuff to my hair. You know, it's not just shitty radox or whatever. She gets this posh shampoo that smells like strawberries, and it comes in a big like bedhead tub or like almost like a like an industrial sized tub with a pump on the top, and I'll get that to wash my whole body with, and she's fuming because it costs twenty five quid a bottle or whatever. So, you know, women have special shampoos as well that we're not allowed, especially when I just use the conditioner. We're not bothered, are we? The fact that women only wash their hair, you know, every couple of days or week or whatever. I mean, I wash my hair every single time I have a shower because washing my hair basically is what showering is to me. I get in, I put the shampoo on my hair and then I use that lather to do my armpits and then my balls and then my ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rinse off, and then I hold the shower against my left shoulder. Let's fuck it, let's get into the nitty-gritty. I hold the shower head against my left shoulder, which it didn't start off this way, but it's become anchored now, like an NLP thing. I've, been, I've neuro-linguistically programmed myself, except without the linguistic, but I've neuro-programmed myself to... Basically, the last thing I do before I get out of the shower is have a wee, all right? A wee in the shower. You know what? I'm not going to be judged on this. It goes basically straight down the plug hole. I always rinse the floor. (laughs) But I wee in the shower, all right? Nobody's perfect. Because I like to be really clean. I'm a bit of a clean freak. So I wee in the shower, and then I wash my little John Thomas, and then... I get out. So the last thing I wash or rinse is my, my penis. And so the last thing I do in the shower is we. But by virtue of the fact that I always do that, but I hold the shower in my hands so that I can rinse the floor, um, it's a hands-free way. I don't use my hands at all. I just let it, you know, come out. But I hold the shower head with squirting water against my left shoulder, against the front, the front of my chest and the shoulder, where my Wizard of Oz tattoo is. So... I reckon now that just the act of me putting water on there makes me want to wee, even if I don't need one. Maybe that's what I should do before I get in bed at night. Just put a bit of water on my shoulder and next thing you know, I'll be pissing like a racehorse. But anyway, so that's what I do. By now, when I'm rinsing off, it's like four minutes to eight. I get out of the shower, I dry quickly. My one problem is I don't dry my feet properly. I should take more care to dry my feet. But what I do is I use the stairs the carpet on the stairs to dry my feet, by the fact that as I run up the stairs to get my socks and pants and clothes on, I drag my front and backs of my feet on the stairs so they kind of dry them out. Maybe in between my toes could do with a bit more care, but I'll tell you, it's never done me any harm. I mean, I've said this a million times, Sarah will roll her eyes when she listens to this on the way home, but I... I do have lovely feet for a man. <laughs> I've posted him on uh, Instagram before, and I think I've talked about this on this podcast. But I do have nice feet, and maybe that's part of it. So, by now, I'm upstairs. I'm getting my jeans, T-shirt. I throw them straight on, socks. Socks. Put your socks on before you put your jeans on. Makes it much easier. Because you haven't got to move your jeans out of the way to you pull your socks off. So socks first and pants, then jeans, then T-shirt. Straight downstairs, slip the shoes on. Do Joshua's hair. It's eight o'clock. Boom, we're out of the door. Jobs are good. And ten minutes flat from, you know, making beds, leaving the house. I get all of that stuff done because I combine jobs. I don't sit on the toilet for a few minutes. Or stand and try and wee or whatever. Then brush my teeth. Then get in the shower. It's all happening at the same time. I'm pissing. I'm brushing. It's all going down in one. It's all happening at exactly the same time. And they say men can't multitask. So anyway, that's my morning routine. (laughs) How did I get onto that? That isn't even what I came here to tell you. I came here to tell you a funny event. Oh yeah, I was telling you what happened today. I spent 10 minutes telling you about washing my arse. And now I'll pee in my own shower. Anyway... So Joshua and I go to school, I come back, I start watching this new TV show called Raised by Wolves, which is a comedy, it's about Wolverhampton, it seems like it's quite funny, I've only watched one episode, played a bit of Call of Duty with Tom, much better results today, and then Elliot came on and we played together as a trio, then I had to go and do my show, this is where this story happens, so the show is a company that I work for, and they do virtual events. So all I ever get from them, essentially, I get an email and the email, because it's a murder mystery show, has got a script in. But I don't read it because I don't need to. I do my same spot every time and then I give a four-digit clue. So I do, um, I do the what's it called, the cup and ball trick. I do the six-card repeat and I do the multiplying balls. So I finish by saying, and the, you know, the code to the safe that you need to unlock. Well, remember, I had two fruits. which is the cup and ball trick, the lemon and orange that appear at the end. Six cards, which is the six card repeat, and 11 bottles. And so the code is 2611. That's the code you need for the locker. So it's crowbarred in. But um, that's the only thing I need to know to give them a four-digit code at the end, because all the murder mysteries, they use a four-digit code as my clue. Whatever it is, it's a four-digit number. It's easy to work out. So I never look at any of the info. All I know is... Click this link at this time, you'll be brought into the waiting room, keep your camera, cover photo on, and then you'll be introduced, do your spot, bail. That's all I do, yeah? Literally every time, that's my routine. I don't read any of the script, I don't know who's going to be on the meeting, I don't know who the host is, nothing. It's a piece of piss. The hosts have to work very hard. You know, they do check out the scripts and they use the script to follow the show along and all that. I just get in there. So today I log into the meeting and six hosts are there. I'm thinking, fuck me, six hosts. This is big time. What's going on here? And it turned out there's 120 attendees on the show. So what they're going to do is something that's happened before, which is that they go into breakout rooms, which I'm sure you're all well-versed in now in the virtual world. So they go into breakout rooms. And um, I'm there because I'm performing before they go into breakout rooms. So one of the people who's playing one of the six detectives, they... um, introduce the murder mystery, they give all the clues they say, but to get you warmed up and sharpen your detective skills, we've got some magic please welcome Mark James, I come on I do my stuff, I bail then they go, thanks Mark, right we're going to head into your breakout rooms, boom, all 120 guests get split into six different rooms six different hosts jobs are good and I'm out of there so now I log in today I get introduced <laughs> the The thing is on Google Meets, and there are three platforms really that everybody uses. There's Google Meets, there's Microsoft Teams, and there's Zoom. Now, Zoom is by far and away the best for doing virtual shows and magic because it's easy to use. The guests can rename themselves to their character names. They can have a virtual background so they don't have to see where they live. And the virtual background works even without a green screen or anything. It's really good. Uh the sound, spotlighting, you can put a performer into the spotlight so that everybody's viewing them the same size and all at the same time. It auto-spotlights whoever's talking if you wanted to. The functionality of Zoom is really quite amazing. Teams is the worst thing ever. It's dreadful. Microsoft Teams is just ballsack. It doesn't work. It's shite. I don't know why people use it. I guess because it's there's an ecosystem to it in that there's bulletin boards, there's file sharing, you know, beyond having actual virtual meetings. Microsoft Teams is probably brilliant, you know, if you use it for your internal server for the whole company. And Google Meets is similar, you know, it's got the same vibe in that it's got document sharing and obviously it uses Google, so it's got all these different stuff. But the actual meeting thing of it is not that good because sometimes it can be a bit blocky, sometimes... um They can't use virtual backgrounds. There's loads of different little things that are not good about it. Mm. Little drink. So I get on there and say, hey, everyone. Pleasure to be here performing for you all in Chicago. And it's in Chicago. What I need to say as well is that it's also an LGBTQ pride event that they're celebrating because, of course, it's Pride Month. Now, I've been to Chicago and I've seen Chicago is incredible for... Being LGBTQ friendly. Is there a plus LGBTQ plus? But anyway, um, I'm not 100% sure about that. But it's very, very, it's very friendly. You know, it is an ally city and very much like the congestion charge in London, where when you're going into the congestion charge zone, everything changes. The signage is different. The markings on the floor are different. You know that you're in the congestion zone. In Chicago, they have an area which is specifically LGBTQ friendly and it's multiple blocks wide and deep. It's quite incredible, actually. It's really, really good. And there's loads of, you know, guaranteed LGBTQ friendly businesses and they have sort of all sorts of events. And there's loads of different clubs and, you know, variety clubs and theater and, uh, you know, bars and things like that. And they're all LGBTQ friendly. So Chicago is amazing for that. And Sarah and I went, and we loved it. We went, walked around that area quite a bit. It was really nice. And um, I wish that we'd do that in more places. I mean, ultimately, I suppose what we wish, and the point of Pride, is that everywhere should be an LGBTQ-friendly area. But I think until that happens, until society pulls its finger out and people stop being arseholes, having very specifically, you know, sectioned areas where you can go and be guaranteed that you're going to be welcomed and accepted, you know, whether you're in the LGBTQ community or not. And and that was one of the things we loved about it. There's a very friendly vibe about that area. And um, I loved it. Anyway, that was what this was to celebrate. So I say it's irrelevant to this story, but I'm just, you know, just want to put it in there that that's what it was. So I tell this story, I say, great to be performing here in Chicago. I love it. I've been, my wife and I went, we checked out, all oh, you know, uh, some pride events and went to some LGBTQ businesses and all of this different stuff. And the audience is very happy. And I said, I've got to say though, friends, what are we doing here meeting in Google Teams? I mean, come on. Uh, Google Meet, sorry. Come on. The only thing worse than this is Microsoft Um, Microsoft Teams. This is abysmal. You need to get forward. Get into this century. Haven't you heard of Zoom? Ha, 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 ha. This shtick has brought the house down on many occasions. It's not getting many laughs today. <laughs> so I say, not having read the email, because I'm a fuckwit. So anyway, tell me about you guys. Where do you work? What is this business? Stop me if you know where this is going, but um, the gig was for Google. (laughs) (laughs) So I say, so where do you guys work? And they all go, "Go Google, we work for Google. And I look and they've all got like Google stuff in their backgrounds and all that. You know, some of them are at head office. So it's just like, fuck's sake. What an idiot. Could I be any more stupid? So I played it off like a dream. I said, Oh, I wish somebody had told me. And I did like one of those long winks, you know, when you wink, but you stretch your face out and you make it really comedic. Um, yeah, it's for Google. <laughs> <laughs> The best part of it was that on my screen, because we were the first into the meeting, obviously, um, the main people, the way that it split, I had myself pinned so that I could see the show, but the main way that it split was that the people on my screen were the hosts, so I could see the audience when I was clicking through the screens to select volunteers or whatever. But my main upper thing was the hosts, and every single one of them was absolutely pissing themselves. <laughs> Now I've worked with all of them before, individually and on group gigs like this, and we all get on like a house on fire. They're a great team. All the people who work for this company are really nice. I love it. But um yeah. What a moron. There you go, eh? That's today. <laughs> Bye friends.